Darrell at episode 17 has made it into the vault of fame. And thank you, brother, for coming on today. This has been a great way to wake up. Like you said, the day is still young now that we've gotten this over with. You have plenty of time left for activities today. Well, just know uh, who needs Folgers when you got uh, in or out. So uh, you wake up in the hub on it that way. Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network, presents a Sertoba Media production where the struggle is real to be awesome. Five, four, three, two. The wait is over. Are you giving it to Dale Earnhardt Jr. because he piggybacked off of his dad's name? The because only difference is because there was a junior at the end and not a yes, senior. Yes, yes, and, okay. because, and because and because the, 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 the fact is, point with oh my god, <laughs> I had Miami Heat winning last night. I was, I was upset <laughs> too when they lost. Just with you because of the fact of what you get your popcorn ready. It's time for the in or out sports debate with your hosts, Brian A. Porter of the Wrestling Realm and Drew Willingham. Welcome one and all to another installment of the In or Out Sports Debate. We are in episode 18 and live with today's guest from the wrestling realm. We have Mr. Brian H. Waters. Welcome to the show, sir. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Hey, man, i am I've been looking forward to this episode for weeks. We've got some wrestling topics. Um, but before we get into that, I like to acknowledge the Vault of Fame at the beginning of our episodes to uh, you know discuss our participants from the previous ones, so people can go back and check them out. And here it is. Acknowledge me. That's right. We are here with episode eighteen, but I'd like to acknowledge the previous seventeen episodes guests. Rob Johnson, 1 through 11, to start us out at the beginning with Tyrone Montgomery Jr. coming in for episodes 12 and 15. Corey Mann with episode 13. The Golden Boy, Greg Anthony, with episode 14. Brian, the Snowman Snow, with episode 16. And Darrell Owens, yesterday on July 4th with the Independence Day edition, was here with those 17 episodes. We also have, for Double Debate Tuesday today, after us with this episode, we have episode 19. James Brown of the Legacy Maker Sports Network joins me for another episode of the Inner Out Sports Debate this evening at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Followed by next Monday, we have Wale Akinso of the Urban Sports Scene joining me on 7-11 Day at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for episode 20 on the Inner Out Sports Debate. But today we have the man, the myth, and the legend from the wrestling realm here with me today. And to talk about what he um, is here to represent, you know, take a couple minutes and discuss the wrestling realm. Let's tell, tell our guest um, about a little bit about your project here. Well, yeah, the wrestling realm. Thanks for having me, first and foremost, Drew. Um, yeah, the wrestling anytime. realm was a show that me and the real Dwayne Allen started while we was in college. We decided that, you know, we're both wrestling fans. And, you know, Dwayne's the one on the tall one, the, you know. And um, we, uh, I, I had a show with my cousin. It was going okay. And as we was taking off, my cousin was, you know, getting involved in other stuff. So couldn't really, I was carrying a load, just trying to in class. One day in class, I met Dwayne and we started talking wrestling. I was like, that's, I, that's the guy. That's who I need. I can go places with him. This was in 2011. And um, me and Hugh have been friends literally since sixth grade. 
And around the time, Brother Hughes, the one in the center, around the time of, let's say, 2000, I mean, yeah, about 2015, 2016, he kind of joined us as the marketing manager. And when he came on as the marketing manager, I was like, man, you know, you know, he was helping us out, giving us different like strategies and stuff like that, helping promote the brand, you know, helping out with graphics and stuff. And this year he just kind of like hopped on the show. Uh, one day we was doing the podcast. We go live every uh, Wednesday at about not well, about 1030, uh, give or take. And he hopped on the show and we just kept it going. And we was like, all right, bro, you you officially the third member. You know, you were part of it. So uh, we've been we just came back from Black Russell Fest back in uh, back on um, June. Uh, this week, I'm going to BlurCon. I'll be on a panel. Shout out to Dr. D and the Wrestling Showcase. I'll be there right in, uh, I guess that's Crystal City or right at the top of Virginia, Virginia, D.C. area. So come meet me. I, I always love talking to new people. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we've been, we started up doing shows like really the wrestling run was to help us as much as we love talking wrestling, but also help us apply the video production skills that we was learning in school. So one of the things that we did was, um, you know, we went from just setting up in the, you know, the house with the posters on the back to evolve into creating a studio-based show. And we have that. That's our flagship show. If you go on our YouTube at youtube.com slash The Wrestling Realm, you'll see like season, uh, we might as well say season four and five and six. You'll see more of a studio-style show. That's our flagship show. And then we got the weekly podcast. Then I have my weekly, well, I ain't going to call it a weekly show, but I do a show anytime I feel like it, uh, whether it's Break It Down with Brian H., I might do Brian H. Water Starts, which you'll find on our exclusive Patreon, which you can subscribe to for just one dollar. And, you know, I do, you know, a lot of that stuff. And so it's been cool, a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, we do have a merch store where, you know, you can get the shirt that I have on. Uh, one of the shirts that's been a hit has been the Proud Wrestling Fan shirt. You know, you wear it and people, there's a lot of closet wrestler fans, but, you know, we like to be proud wrestling fans. So that's the thing. And, you know, we got some deals on there. So appreciate it. Uh, you know, appreciate all the support we've been given over the past 11 years. From one proud wrestling fan to another, I'm I'm proud that you're here, and, and thank <laughs> you for, for taking a minute discussing that for our fans that, that didn't know and, and, and hopefully will tune in, you know, get, hopefully got you another fan or two, you know, from, from this you. live broadcast so far and maybe more to come um, as this is syndicated. Today we are going to talk some wrestling. We're going to talk a little bit more than wrestling. we got some other sports. we got some NFL we're going to talk yeah. about. Um and but but our biggest thing first with the NBA and the news has been coming about. I want to take this into round one and let's talk some Lakers with Brian H. Round one. The Lakers, the turmoil within this team. The Lakers would be better off keeping Russell Westbrook for this upcoming season. Are you in or are you out when it comes to this? How, how do you feel about this when it comes to Russell Westbrook? This may shock a lot of people, but I'm in now. I, I will say this. It comes with complete bias. Russell Westbrook is my second favorite player in the league now. So my all-time favorite is Kobe Bryant. But during his Kobe stint, number two was Carmelo. So now by default, Carmelo's number one. Uh, but Russell Westbrook is my guy. And me being a Laker fan, I felt there was just a lot of stuff that just didn't work last year. And having a new head coach, I'm excited. And I think he can get the best out of Russell Westbrook and maximize his potential. So I'm in. I know the rumors that Kyrie Irving is out there. 
And it's kind of hard to turn down a Kyrie Irving when you have an op- if you have an opportunity to get him, even if it is for what Russell Westbrook. But I will say this: I was one of the few people that was not upset when Kawhi Leonard didn't come to the Lakers, and when he didn't come to the Lakers, they won the championship. So, if we get Russell Westbrook and to stay there, I believe that we will see the Russell Westbrook of old. And we just get that chemistry going. I think we'll be fine. I'm, I agree with you. I'm in on this as well. Even though Russell Westbrook is due forty-seven million dollars for next season, AD is due thirty-seven million for this season. He's due forty million for the season after that, and forty-three million for the season after that. So for these upcoming three seasons, I would want to offload that contract, get rid of that contract, get some, get two to three other potential middle-tier players, and potentially pick up Kyrie Irving as well, and see what LeBron can do. He did it in Cleveland. Could he do it again with the Lakers? They're older. They've got a lot more miles on their legs. It's, it's a lot more to look at now than there was when it was in Cleveland in 2016 when they won it. You don't have Kevin Love. You would be getting rid of that big in AD, but you could also move LeBron around to the four and the five as well as you've seen in previous uh, years as well. So LeBron is multidimensional, a multidimensional player. You don't have to keep him in one spot. So where you lose that size with AD, you could pick that up with you know with some other moves and potentially have LeBron play the five. Now, I like it, but you know what? I would trade, if I could, I would send the package deal more so AD for Kevin Durant. You know? Yeah. Um, I like Anthony Davis, but let's like, come on now. These injuries are starting to get ridiculous. And it's like, bro, you taking care of your body? And I hate being that guy, but you do start to wonder. So, look, give me, if I can get KD who not, you know, he's not necessarily not fragile, but you imagine a reunion between KD and Russell Westbrook in L.A. with LeBron James. I think the Lakers could make it work. I just think it'd be too much drama. With everything <laughs> we've seen before, like, you know, the biggest thing that we saw from the two of them was how they dressed when they were together with the OK, when we were with OKC, with all those wild suits and those outfits they would put on. Yeah, they, they, they could they could clown together and put on some suits and stuff. But I don't know, man. I think I, they would appreciate each other more, though. You know, sometimes you, you, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, there was a top five that I saw not too long ago on YouTube where KD lists his top five players he listed, and he didn't. He listed James Harden over Russell Westbrook. So, yeah, I, I think he forgot. <laughs> how do you forget a man that did triple doubles and was a, was like your right hand man in OKC that, though? That, and you had true. him longer than you had James Harden. Yeah, that that's true. You know, but I don't know. I'm, We'll it's see. tough. It's yeah. tough. It's like doing a top 10 list. You keep erasing and doing it over but, but, and over again. And but can I be honest, though? What's that? I was more excited. The thing I was, unfortunately, everything crazy happened in 2020. But the thing I was most excited about 2020, because it felt like the year of the duos, right? You had uh, LeBron and AD, Kawhi and um, Kawhi and Paul George, uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Um, and I'm trying to think who. Uh, well, I guess Russell. West- oh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, mm-hmm. and you had like all these duos over the league, and it felt like even you know I, I don't want to exclude Dame and CJ, and then we saw um Jamal Murray and Jokovic um explode on the scene, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert explode on the scene, J- Jimmy Butler and uh, Bam Adebayo, you know, the one the two that just went to the championship, um. 
Uh, uh, Jalen Brown. Huh? Jalen Brown. I was going to say Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, yep. You, you had all these duos, right? And, and obviously Giannis and Middleton. All these duos. And I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting because it's going to be the year of the duos. When you, you know, when you start putting together these super teams, it's not the same because you kind of know what's going to happen, borrow an injury or a drama or something. But I was really excited for the duos those that year. I think the I think that KD has a little bit more of a chance of going back to Dub City and going back to the Warriors than he does going to the Lakers. They got a little bit more room because I, I saw something out not too long ago where it was Jordan Jordan Wiseman, Jordan Poole, and someone else for KD and some draft picks, and that actually wasn't that bad. But they would be giving up a lot of talent to get KD back. Mm-hmm. That's if they did that because those guys were a big reason why they just got that championship, and yeah. they were the ones that were that that depth that they needed. So. But with that being said, you know, we, we've got some other topics that we want to cover. And this one you're pretty familiar with, too, being a Ravens fan. So let's go into this one with round two. Round two. Lamar Jackson is a is subject to this one. The 2022 NFL season is a make or break season for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. How do you feel about this, Brian? Are you in or are you out? I'm in on this one. You you have a small window, no matter which way you look at it. And as much as I, I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan, it's, it was very unfortunate that the Ravens didn't win his sophomore season because I felt like, you know, if they don't take Tennessee lightly, I do think they go and beat Kansas City. But then, like, I look at that team, and I'm I, when you know you go back and look at it, I'm like wow the defense was really good but the offense it was good but it wasn't like he had better weapons the next couple of years but then the injuries I thought the year they lost the Buffalo I thought that was the year they was gonna get hot and keep it going obviously last season before everybody got hurt it was just like it was I mean that was a freak season so I do think because when I look at you know just the supporting cast on defense people like uh, Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. You know, and then having like just some of the people in office, I do think they're going to build. But then, I mean, also like Calais Campbell and stuff. So I think that with the Ravens, it is a make or break season. And then we also talk in the contract. We got to get that fit. We got to get that squared away. But I think in the end, I do. But I think they make it. I think the Ravens go all the way. Um, now, I'm, I'm biased. I'm jaded. But I think they're going to get things done. This one's tough. But uh, it is a make-or-break season for these guys. I'm in with this. When you when you take a step back and you look at it, this team was eight and nine last year. With the with the first year that this team in, the, in this entire I erased the record. <laughs> yeah, I erased the record out of my head. <laughs> but with that, it's the first season that they had 17 games. So it was a struggle for everyone. There was an extra extra week to play, which not everybody was conditioned enough for that. So with that being said. You do need to get a little bit better as a team when you're on the road. You were one and five on the road. Oh, um, no, actually, my bad. You were three and five on the road. You were one and five within the division, which is even worse if you want to actually get a playoff spot. Because if, you, if you're not at least five and three in the, well, I'd say, you know, five and one, I mean, well, four and two in the division, you're not going to actually make the playoffs in this division that, you, that you've got. Because in this league, in this AFC North, you've got the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Ravens, and the Bengals just made the Super Bowl, okay? And the but, reason but, was because oh, of that division. 
Yeah, but let's be fair too, right? Those numbers, I mean, you know, they lost to the Bengals. That was probably the last time, the first matchup, they were somewhat healthy and everything was downhill from there. I mean, the Dolphins game is where everything just, you know, it was a game that everybody thought, oh, they was going to go down there. They was going to blow them out like they did the first year, Lamar and Hollywood. It didn't happen. And, you know, but you look at, I believe both Steelers games, they were all, you know, hurt very heavy. Marlon Humphrey got hurt in the first one. And, um, you know, Lamar Jackson got hurt, I believe, in that game as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the Browns game, a game they should have, uh, the one that they did win, you know, they pulled it together. But the one that they lost, they was everybody was hurt. Uh, the Bengals, the second time, the Bengals just went out there and just played pitch and catch. So uh, the records are the records. You can't change it, obviously. It's in the history books. But a lot of those were a lot of injuries. Like, we never, I, I, I would like to think that there was probably a record set for the amount of starters not alone and you know also pro bowlers that was hurt i feel like john harbaugh is more on the hot seat here than lamar jackson is like because of the time that he's been with this team and there's no reason when you look at the past that he should have had a record like that he usually has winning records and he's usually you know commands a better team than that i was a little bit surprised but like you said injury bugs do strike teams and and that can affect records even more than anything else even style of play so i would have to to say that this past season was more so based on injury, like you said, than anything else. Yeah, it was definitely. And, you know, a lot of people in Baltimore, they have been calling for Greg Roman's job and, you know, they was not happy that he was coming back again. But I think that just like Cam Cameron was in 2012, Greg Roman may be on a short leash. Hopefully like this next surprise, we can have some breaking news with a good playoff, you know, entry for them this upcoming season. This one is definitely a big one. If anybody remembers from episode 14, us having professional wrestler, the golden boy, Greg Anthony, next week, next Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Central time, Xander Anthony, the kid NBA historian, joins me for episode 21 on the Inner Out Sports Debate here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. This kid is a whiz kid. If I would have had time to upload the video he sent me to get onto this show, I would have done it. Maybe we'll have to do it with the next episode if I got time here this evening because this kid knows what he's talking about, and that's why he is here for episode 21, Xander Anthony, the kid NBA historian. So, and uh, he's definitely going to be good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to bring the heat when it comes with that. And, you know, with our next topic, he definitely knows the ins and outs with this because, you know, with his dad being in between the ropes for all these years and him growing up within the business, we got a round three that. Mr. Brian H. will definitely have a lot to say about. Round three. Bianca Belair's Raw Women's title reign is already better than her time as SmackDown Women's Champion. How do you feel about this, Brian H.? Are you in or are you out? I got to be in on this one. Uh, very tough, but the thing, reason why I'm in, I feel like when I see Bianca now as a champion, I just see more confidence. Not that she didn't have it last year, but we're still trying to get used to seeing her as champion. And it was also the fact that they were coming out. There was still a lot of, you know, she was the champion in the Thunderdome. Now she's the champion in front of fans, in front of crowds. So people are getting 
an opportunity, right? We saw the chase and we see in the result. And that's the difference. Last time the fans didn't witness the chase in the arena. They just kind of, you know, watched it via screens. But to see that chase, to see her go, you know, kind of get knocked down to the bottom and build back up. Now to see it in person and see it on TV and be there with it. You know, I think everybody's just more invested in her. So I think the crowd is accepting it better. And I also think like she just looks like a bona fide star for real now. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I'm in on this as well. And like you said, the, the buildup for this title run has definitely been much bigger than what we saw before. The way that she was kind of squashed with how that last title reign ended, <laughs> didn't like that. I was not cool with that. So that's why like, we needed this. As fans of, of this sport, entertainment, whatever you want to call it, I, I, I needed to see this because if you didn't bring Bianca Belair back and if you didn't boost up the Street Profits, which they, they did look a little bit bigger on, on uh, Monday Night Raw last night with their cookout, but I need to see a title run from them soon. Montez Ford deserves a singles run at some point and them together at some point as like the next it couple, like the Miz and, you know, Miz and Maurice. I feel like we should be seeing that at some point soon too. some type of definition or their own type of definition of it, because them together would be fire if they started a stable together. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But with this topic, I do feel like this title run is bigger. And it's not even been as long as what her last title run was so far. So we still have even more to come to see. But so far, so good. I'm, that's why I'm in. Yeah, I think the last one was more about, you know, just the buildup was more about making history, right? Between, you know, with her and Sasha being the first two black women to main event WrestleMania. It was about the history. This one, it was personal. You know, Becky came in and stole the moment, which, and I got into an argument with some friends. Oh, oh no, I mean, call it an argument. We'll call it a friendly debate, a friendly discussion. Uh, two nights, three nights before WrestleMania. I personally think it was set up that way. People think, oh, they wasn't that smart. I think it was set up that way because if Becky comes back and beats her in a regular match, people are going to cheer because everybody was so happy that Becky was back. The fact that she came back, she got the pop, and then seeing how fast she took Bianca out, people are like, whoa, that made Becky into a mean heel. And it made Bianca even more loved as a baby face. And I thought that was perfect. And I think watching her come so close, but so far, so, cl so close, but so far. And then when she finally did it, that made sense. And that's the reason why I think, it, you know, I was a huge fan of it. And it's been almost a year since we saw that with Becky Lynch coming back from having the baby, you know, SummerSlam, stealing that championship away from her and all that being said, you know, it's been a big buildup. And then with WrestleMania and getting her moment back at that to get the championship back, it's it's been a great year for her. You know, Liv Morgan had her chance, you know, as we could say with Money in the Bank and everything. I I think that that was kind of forced upon because there's some there's some talks in the background about potentially Ronda being kayfabe hurt or whatever, mm -hmm. and that's why they made her cash in. Because if you look at the beginning of the pay per view the other day, were a live event, whatever you want to call it nowadays, she was saying she wanted to celebrate that win tonight. So I just feel like everything was kind of rushed with that. You didn't get as much of a celebration pop as you did when Bianca Belair got hers, and that's why I look at this title run as more significant than any of the other women's championship runs that we've seen in, in recent history. Yeah, it's gonna be it's fun to watch, certainly. And you know, we've we've gotten through three rounds here so far, the in or out sports debate. And uh, you know, going next, we have what I like to call our by the number segment. And this one, because we're in episode 18, we're taking it with number 18. Round four.
And with this one, we have potentially one of the greatest quarterbacks, and you can't say greatest because of everything that's happened since he's retired with old TB12, but as far as this number, the number 18, and of all sports, Brian H., how do you feel about this? Would Peyton Manning go down as the best to ever wear the number 18 of all sports athletes? How do you feel about that? Are you in or are you out on this one? Uh, see. I'm in. I'm in. Peyton Manning is just like one of the most intelligent football players I've ever seen. I know that people like to come for him about the big moments and all that stuff, but I always thought Peyton was like one of the greatest to ever do it. Personally, I always think that he's a better, I think he's a better, a smarter quarterback than Tom Brady and the smartest quarterback I've ever seen. But I think Tom Brady is just the greatest at winning and, you know, just being in there, you know, maybe not overthinking things too much. And, and but Peyton Manning, overcoming you know not always having the greatest defenses but still being able to put up 13 and 3 14 and two seasons you know being somebody that you know you can depend on on a game winning drive that's the reason and then just the way he could pick apart defense like being a Ravens fan I was on the other side to watching him and Ray Lewis had those chess matches and they were always epic they were they were definitely great, and you could even see in other biographies where Ray Lewis's most feared quarterback, most feared player was Peyton Manning because of those chess matches, and that's why I have to agree on this. I'm I'm in on this as well. Hey, look, guys, it's hard to not be in on this. If I had to put a top ten list and go through all sports. The only other closest one that I could say that would come to it, in my opinion, would be a baseball player by the name of Daryl Strawberry, okay? And he didn't even have nearly anywhere close to accolades that Peyton Manning has. So when it comes to that, and potentially maybe Kyle Busch of NASCAR, you know, with how his, his career has been, if you want to take it to that, I don't really still, when it comes to sports, I still don't have NASCAR in a football level. So when it comes to that, I'm sorry. I've got to have Peyton Manning right there as my guy who is the best. There's still a lot of time to tell, maybe with his uh, nephew, Arch Manning, if he decides to take the number 18 and has a Ooh. better career, who knows? But I think he's trying to forge his own path. I don't see that happening. I think he's going to let Uncle Peyton have number 18 and be mm -hmm. the best to ever wear it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've gone through football, we've gone through basketball, but to end this show out, right. We got to stick with what Mr. H knows best. And that is wrestling. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go to our bonus round next. Surprise motherfucker. Hey, all you Dexter fans out there. I know you love that one. <laughs> we got the bonus <laughs> round right now. And that is, uh, that is Bray Wyatt returns to WWE at SummerSlam. This one has been something that's tossed around. It's kind of cooled down over the over the recent times, but I'm still asking this. Do you think he comes back at SummerSlam? Are you in or out on that? I'm laughing because today on uh, Mac Mania, my, the show I produced for The Ringer, uh, Evan said, stop requesting Bray Wyatt to come back. <laughs> or whatever, whatever. But um, I think so. I do. I think so. Um, it's difficult just because, you know, everything that was going on, we see his character and whatnot. But I don't think any other company can maximize that character of The Fiend or something like The Fiend or even Bray Wyatt and all his, you know, like we've seen what Impact Wrestling did with Matt Hardy and 
you know, the um, Woken character. And it's when him, you know, those dream matches was like when him and Bray Wyatt came together. But I don't think anybody else, I just think with the WWE umbrella, the money, the the cinematography and everything, I think he goes back. And so I do think, yeah, let's see him come back at SummerSlam. I, I hope so, too, and that's why I got to go in on this well. I know we've been agreeing a lot here lately, but I'm going <laughs> in on this, too. I have been saying it episode after episode after episode after episode now with Mr. H here. This is four times where we have talked about Bray Wyatt coming back at SummerSlam, and all four times I have said he is in. And the reason why I'm saying he's in is because what other main eventers do you really have right now? Cody Rhodes is hurt, okay? Cody Rhodes tore his peck. Mm -hmm. Uh, Edge is a part-time player, even though this vignette that we've been seeing lately, I feel like that's more geared towards him because you have the Latino Heat license plate, you have the Kurt Angle medal, you have the Dudley Boys little um, thing, and you also have the the Hardy Boys little thing in there too. There's four different things that were victims potentially from Edge in the past. That's why I'm going to stick with that hype on that. I don't think that vignette is for Bray Wyatt, even though at first glimpse, when I first saw it, I thought it was, and I was just getting a little bit overly excited as a Bray Wyatt fan. But with that being said, you don't really have much main event talent for Roman Reigns. If you're going to have Roman go against Brock for the final time, and however they they squash that, which is more likely going to be Roman winning that match, Austin Theory is probably going to try to cash in, and I I hope he loses. I hope he's another, what is it, Damian Sandow? uh, Yeah, I don't like Theory. I don't like him whatsoever. (laughs) I I, want to see him lose. The fact that he was just thrown into that Money in the Bank match and didn't earn it just goes to show you what corporate America is like in the real world. So, yes, I guess it was one of those little stabs and jabs at you when it comes to that aspect of it. I still don't like the kid. I don't. I don't like the like. There, like when when he talks, it's like nails on chalkboard. I got. I almost want to flip the channel, but eventually somebody else will talk. So I just tough it out as a man. I just deal with it. But mm. I don't like theory, so I don't want to see him win the championship. I think Randy Orton should be still the youngest world champion. I think Randy Orton is still the youngest world champion. If I'm if I'm mm. right with that, so I don't want to see that change because we've already seen a pretty legendary career from RKO and Austin Theory. I don't even want to even put him anywhere close. <laughs> to the echelon of an RKO promo. Yeah, I I did. We're going to have to throw this in another episode as like part of the intro because of of how passionate I was about that. But that's how I feel. Bray Wyatt needs to come back for this company, I I almost want to say, because like with Cody being gone, that he was a big buildup to where he probably was what was going to who was going to win the money in the bank match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That was where it was more likely going to go. And they had to just throw somebody else in there. And even though I'm a Seth freaking Rollins fan with the way his Joker character has been going, they weren't going to throw it to him all of a sudden lately. So it, it, the, the next best person was theory, I guess, in that in that case. But I, I just I got to see Bray Wyatt come back at SummerSlam as a fan. All right. Let's do let's see it. Let's 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 do it. So with that, we do have one final round that we got to get through, and that is about the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Let's do this with old Nature Boy. Final round. Sorry, technical difficulties, you guys, but with the final round, we have Ric Flair's final match will be a retirement ending that that was better than what transpired in, in, in TNA. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Are you in or are you out when it comes to the nature boy having a better send off than what he had previously? Out. <laughs> okay. Look, look, 
it's it's if it ain't it, it, it'll never, just stop. We don't need to see this him try it again. It's just bad. I I don't see this ending well at all. And Ric Flair has given so much to this business. He's done so much. There's nothing else he needs to give. It's cool to see the training videos, but let's just leave it there. I just can't see it being any better than that. Or it would be worse, I should say. You know, I got to disagree on this one. I got to go. The man is 73 years old. Yes. Uh, The training videos, it is cool to see what he's doing with Jay Lethal. But at the same time, when we look back at how his career ended in TNA and you know his his cheeks were hanging out of his out of his shorts or out of his um out of his gear or whatnot. He was he was mooning the camera when he was on the on the camera towards the end of that last match or whatnot. Just the, the way that he went out was not the way a legend should go out. It was kind of trashy of a way to go out when you're the Nature Boy Ric Flair, who's been around for now five decades in professional wrestling, whether it's in ring or promos as a manager, what for Charlotte in the past decade. Whatever you want to say, he's been big to the sport of professional wrestling. Maybe not as much outside of wrestling, but when it comes to wrestling itself, he's been big to it. So I feel like he deserves this chance. I feel like it's going to be better than what he did in TNA, considering that he is taking bumps off of the top rope at 73 years old. You know, that's it's a big thing to consider. Uh, but when you put all that in perspective, I feel like he's got to know in his heart that he can have a better match than what he did the last time. And that was 12, you know, 11, 12 years ago when he last did that. So it's, it is, is it too late potentially? Yes. He should have done this about five or six years ago. Yes. But late is better than never. So let's, let's hopefully see this be it for real, but also a better send off than what we've seen previously. <laughs> I know you don't yeah. agree, but that's just how I feel. I, no, no, I mean, you, you you make some valid points. You know, that's, that's the reason why I'm happy to be on here. But it's like, come on, Rick, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have much interaction with the, with the fans this the, the, tonight, but we do have a couple comments enough to mm-hmm. uh, to play this little slide right. Here. We had two comments, one from uh, one of our uh, editors within the Legacy Maker Sports Network. I don't know who it is because they didn't say their name. They just said my name with exclamation marks. And they also got another one from uh, Mr. Darrell Owens where he was excited about you being on the show as well. Darrell, the homie. (laughs) So he got got pumped up, ready for us to see this episode. He watched it. He's actually getting ready to record an episode uh, that he'll be um, playing for his one-on-one series that he's got. um, I'm busy over there. I love it. Got we've been so busy. We got so many shows coming back. You know, I brought this back after a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, Rob and I started this show. It's it, it's tough. Oh, those the wrestling way... girls in the building. <laughs> where's where's that at? Right on the. Uh, oh, there comment. you go. There, there you the, go. The Queen PR and Krista B. That's the for the family over there. There you go. We get we get you. you were, yeah, that, now women's wrestling talk. That's that's who you want on. <laughs> okay, okay, you're gonna have to plug me or whatnot. We'll have to exchange got- some information here after this episode or whatnot at some point and and get y'all on. I've got Becca Cottingham Quimby will be on in a couple of weeks to talk NASCAR. That's her. That's her big part. But uh, awesome. but definitely oh, Michael Bishop in the building too. There you go. You can see it too right there. Mr. Bish's comment right there as well. So thank you guys for commenting and being active with us here throughout this episode 18 of the Inner Out Sports Debate. Brian H. and I have covered some NBA, some football, some wrestling, 
And with that, we do have one last segment to go through, and that is the final word to get whatever we have left out from everything we've discussed. And with the final word here there, Brian H., what do you, what do you got to say here for our very end of our show of, of everything that we've covered? Is there anything else you want to go over or just anything in general? Man, how about that banger last night between Oscar and Becky Lynch? You know, I know we talked about uh, Bianca Belair heavy earlier in the episode and, you know, her having this incredible title run, especially when, you know, but, and we, we mentioned Becky, you know, kind of being the heel, but man, like, there's always been this connotation that raw is boring. And I try to tell people, if you've been paying attention over the past year, it really isn't It's just long. It's three hours. However, last night, Becky Lynch and Oscar put on a banger. It was, you know, pretty much anything goes, no holds barred. And I mean, those two ladies took it to each other. I mean, at one point, Oscar went for the green miss and Becky had the fan out. So if you get a chance, go watch that match. It's definitely, uh, a match I know I enjoyed a lot. I, I and it was it was probably the first time because I've been getting over Becky. Like I'm like, all right, you know, after you know, SummerSlam ruined it for me. And to be honest with you, when she didn't drop the title to Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania 36, I was like, all right, you know what I'm, you know, whatever. However, when so last night was the first time where I was actually like, I didn't care if she won or lost, and I was it was a time where I could just sit back watch a wrestling match, watch two ladies go at it and give it their all. And I didn't care who was the winner. I just wanted to see a good match and it delivered. Oh, shout out to my brother, brother Hugh in the building. Brother Hugh, we're going to get you up in here. There you go. <laughs> there was comment up in there. Hey, brother Hugh, since you're watching, I got to say you, I'm proud of you guys too. I've been watching your show you, with you and Dwayne on there too. I got to give you guys a shout out. I'm a, sorry to cut you off there, Brian, at the end, but no, you're um, good. I was there with brother Hugh. I'm going to use my final word to give acknowledgement to their show again and, and to bring this slide up again with the wrestling realm here. Thank you. Um, you know, I want to thank you for one coming up here and, and, and representing you guys very well. And, you know, and discussing all these different topics with me and being here with me today for episode 18 has definitely been a blast and bringing your fans up in here too, you know, with Hugh commenting and stuff like that. And we've got another one where he, you know, he's giving love or whatnot for, for talking about you guys. I, it, it, we need more, more talk like you guys are having with, it's just more, all in in base with wrestling and you know i I do different things like different topics like football baseball basketball those things but you guys are 100 percent geared towards wrestling and it's entertaining like i don't just cut it on and then like go and go for a snooze like you know within five minutes afterwards like i can actually <laughs> I watch the that. entirety episode at night and you guys are <laughs> on late like you said like nine mm -hmm. ten o'clock that's usually when i'm fading because i get up at like five six o'clock in the morning because like oh I man that means a lot day. <laughs> so I thank you guys like doing doing all this stuff in the background the past couple of weeks to to get ready for our episode here and, and doing a little bit more digging with you guys in the background of what you guys have got. Definitely check them out on Patreon, guys. You only got to pay a dollar. That's it. Just check them out. Mm -hmm. um, you can definitely check out their, their merch here at WrestlingRealm.com. And, and thank you again, you know, Brian, for coming on. But we do have one last thing to go over with you, and uh -huh. that is you have been officially – vaulted you are locked Woo! in the vault with episode 18 you have joined the list of these guys right here rob johnson one through 11 ty montgomery jr 12 and 15 mr Corey Mann of the undisputed champions with episode 13 the golden boy greg anthony with episode 14 
the snowman, Mr. Brian Snow with episode 16, Mr. Rollback Darrell Owens yesterday with episode 17. And you've seen it today live right now. Mr. Brian H. Waters has wrapped it up with episode 18 here on the inner out sports debate. Like I've Peyton been, Manning. <laughs> like Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, guys, it was we a time have, he was my favorite quarterback in the league. It, I think he, at, for a time, he was everyone's favorite quarterback. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to be Peyton Manning, but he, but is look, just, he, he was just a real he was cerebral the baby, assassin. Right. He was the baby face of Tom Brady was the heel. Mm-hmm. They were like John Cena and Randy Orton during the mid to like the mid 2000s, like we would say 2006 to 2016. You know, they were back, back and forth. So it was, it was fun to watch. I mean, obviously he didn't win as many championships, unfortunately, but you know, I mean, it took, it took Tom until, even though Tom got three early in his career, it took until about 2006 for him to actually become an elite kind of quarterback. Once he was taking better care of himself. Um, This is why I love this show. (laughs) (laughs) Cause nobody missed that. (laughs) <laughs> you got you've got to man if he had all it was was defense from 2001 to 2006 then 2006 happened and 2007 happened and that's that's how that team came about it was from defense to offense and you know it took a lot of time for tom brady to get to where it was it was because of peyton manning and his friendship with peyton manning why he actually got to that point as well too so and speaking of taking care of yourself one more shout out to mr brian here when you look at his picture here you can see a difference <laughs> with brian there he's been he's definitely been going on the weight loss kick he's looking good oh, there man. brother you can definitely you. tell yeah. right there so thank you yeah i was that, oof, that was a uh, man yeah i was doing uh, keep it up i appreciate it i was about 230 now you know actually when we did that i was probably in the 225 range and uh now i'm happy to say uh i'm 198 so Awesome. Like, this is this is an extra this is a large the, that shirt is a double xl so uh, yeah i got a i got a long way to go before i even get anywhere close to yours but i will say that in about a week a week and a half i was a cigarette smoker for 19 years until january quit cold turkey was two packs a day uh wow. it's been almost six months it'll be six months july 17th but you know what the problem has been is i've been eating more because that hand to the mouth of yeah. you know the, the rhythm or whatnot i guess that, that that's true because i quit cold turkey so i put wow. on about 30 30 cigarette quitting pounds so i gotta i gotta get back in the gym myself man so <laughs> yeah, i've been eating a lot of salads i eat a lot of salads and uh as much as i love french fries i stop eating them as much <laughs> discipline man that's what it's about one step at yeah. a time so i gotta cut up the soda too man that's, that's a big thing the eating's not really too bad it's usually made like the soda and stuff yeah so. see i love a good pepsi but i went to the zero sugar sodas um and you get used to it, you know, it's Pepsi Zero or uh, the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. Uh, Brother Hugh always say, yeah, you believe it if I want to. But I can tell you, I don't feel sluggish when I drink it. So it must be Zero Sugars or something. Hey, so- as long as you're feeling better, that's all that matters. Because when you're dropping weight like that, from what I hear, you can definitely feel a difference when you go down yeah. shirt sizes like that. So more power to you, brother. I'm proud of you Thank with that. You. I'm proud of you guys with your show. Thank you again for coming on today. We only have one last thing to do. And that is play one badass outro. Thank you again, guys, for tuning in for almost 45 minutes on the Inner Out Sports Debate, episode 18. For Mr. Brian H. Waters, I'm Drew Willingham. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.